Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, a lot of positives this weekend for the Twins as they sweep the Oakland Athletics. You probably can't draw bigger picture things necessarily from it as it was, you know, a team that's actively trying to lose as many games as possible. Uh, but it did wind up, uh, you know, being a good series for the Twins. Joanne Duran pitched all three games, got three saves. The opposite of what happened before the All-Star break. They got yep. lousy starting pitching. Excellent bullpen work, and they got a lot of big hits, scored a lot of runs. They are now 38-11 and 11 when they score four runs or more. Uh, it just That's all that really matters. And I think what you're seeing from the hitters is not always successfully, still striking out too much, uh, still some bad at-bats. Buxton still looks completely lost. Mm-hmm. But you're seeing a team that is trying to adapt and hit the ball the other way and be more competitive to strikes. Friday night, they still struck out a million times, but at least Gallo saved the day. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I thought you saw better at-bats throughout the lineup. You see Correa going to right field. You see Julian going to left field. You see Solano using the whole field. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what's – Buxton is still trapped. He's still yep. trying to hit the ball as hard as possible left, which means if he's a tick early, he's hitting screaming foul balls and long foul ball home runs. And if he's right on it, he's hitting it right at the third baseman. Um, and he's not using the rest of the field. and He's susceptible to – breaking pitches, pitches on the outside part of the plate, everything else. Uh, he had one good at-bat this weekend. Luckily for the Twins, that one good at-bat was a key walk that helped them win on Saturday. Um, so they're not there yet, but at least you saw, I think, some progress against some young pitchers this weekend. And Alex Kirloff had a good weekend. He had a good day, yeah, especially did. yesterday. And he was starting to alarm me because he, it looked to me, you know, the twin fans feel like, because they're so wrapped up in the David Ortiz narrative, they feel like, oh, we can't, can't ever tell somebody to hit the ball the other way. That's a bad thing. Does that cost us David Ortiz? And I, uh, David Ortiz made his living hitting the ball left center in Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can also pull the ball, but that's the whole point. Is you're not, we're not talking about people tapping singles the other way. We're not talking about anybody being Tony Gwynn. Yeah. We're talking about Justin Morneau. Drive it to left center, and then when somebody comes inside because you've set them up, be ready to yank it over the, the pole field. Um, you know, Buxton's not doing that. Buxton's just selling out completely to pull the ball to the left. Uh, Kirilov, I thought, was had kind of fallen in the trap of trying to tap the ball the other way. What we saw on Sunday was him taking a good rip, letting the ball travel, and hitting it hard to left field. And you do that, that sets up. That just makes you so hard to pitch to. Yeah, hit one out of the park that Trevor Plouffe uh, wished for him. That was kind of an entertaining uh, little story there during the during the telecast yesterday, and and uh, then the, the base clearing double uh, down the line. Uh, Morneau and Plouffe were talking about how Kirilov kind of opens up his front side real early, and that maybe has cost him a little power this year. He hasn't really been hitting for much power until recent days. Uh, have you kind of seen that? It looks like he does uh, come open a little early. Yes, and uh, and. He's a good enough hitter. He's talented enough that he can keep his hands back and make contact, but he's not been driving the ball. No. That's why I think Sunday might be a big thing for him. Uh, yeah, it, it's you know everything with hitting is easy to say, hard to do, but it's their job to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he te- he has been opening up, which has made him bad against lefties, and has made him not be hitting the ball with authority against righties. He you know, listen. He's a middle of the order guy. He mm-hmm. needs to hit, he needs to hit the ball with authority now going to benefit him if he drives the ball at least occasionally to left center but it's his job to drive the ball yeah 
Willie Castro making some great plays defensively. You know, the guy has a lot of tools. It might be a little bit of, you know, he's more of a role player. If you play him every day, he gets exposed a bit uh, at the plate. But wherever they put him defensively, he makes plays. He's been excellent defensively. He's been an excellent base runner. He has a good arm. He's generally a smart player. Uh, he just, but there's a reason role players don't play every day. Mm-hmm. Because you play him every day, and pitchers will start, eventually pitchers will eat him up. And we, we're seeing that with Castro. Um, you know, Taylor, Taylor is just not going to produce a lot over the course of the season. The good thing for the Twins is when he produces, it's usually a home run or a stolen base. And they had a beautiful bunt hit this weekend. I would recommend them doing it. And, you know, I know Rocco takes a lot of heat. What I, one thing I've noticed about this year's team, uh, they've been excellent when it comes to stealing, bunting, and squeezing. Uh, they've been remarkably good. They even had a double steal that they turned into a run with Castro. Uh, over the weekend. So in those ways, they've, they've actually been very a very efficient team. It's just the, the lack of quality at bats has made everything else look lousy. Seattle tonight, first of a four-game series. Uh, the Scottish Open this weekend has kind of been raised in its notoriety in recent years once the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour merged, and uh, the PGA Tour made that an actual PGA Tour event. Uh, that had eight out of the ten in the world. They've had this for years, the week before the British. I don't remember that uh, so many of the top players participated, though. Some, yeah, it was, it was more just the guys who wanted, I mean, there are kind of three ways to approach a major. There's play in a, as similar a tournament as you can find. There is play where you're comfortable, uh, and there's stay home and practice. Mm-hmm. And the Scottish Open just makes so much sense. Uh, it's, you know, it's a link-style course. Uh, you're already, at, you, you, by the time the British Open starts, you've already adapted to the time zone, uh, adapted to the terrible food, uh, which is very important, uh, <laughs> and you're a short trip away. It just makes too much sense to go play in that tournament. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 of course, you're McElroy, and you're, you know, he, it was a, an Irish, uh, northern Irish guy against a Scot uh, coming down the stretch with McIntyre on Sunday. And I tell you what, uh, McElroy birding 17 and 18 on that course. Impressive, yeah. It, uh, that, those are two hard, long holes <laughs> in stiff wind. Uh, you have to have such control of your ball. You have to have power and you have to have control of your ball to play in the wind like that. And McElroy closed like a champ. And you wonder if maybe that's what gets. And now he gets to play a course that he's won a major on before. Maybe this is the breakthrough. Yeah, I've, I've, at the same time, I felt a little bad. I, it was exciting to see McElroy win. I felt a little bad for Robert McIntyre. It looked like he was about to win his, his home country's uh, open. He'll get other chances, but, uh, boy, when he hit that three-wood on the green that he did, only two guys, birdie 18 all day, and it's the last. It's uh, McIntyre and, Mac, uh, and McElroy who wind up doing it. Uh, is this a launching point for McIntyre? Does he become more of a, a player on the world stage? I don't know. Uh, it's always easy to say that, and but it doesn't isn't always true. Um, I just so many times I remember you know, when Fowler had I think three second places in majors one year. Oh, this is it, and he never won a major. You know, <laughs> Colin Montgomery, Lee Westwood. I mean, so many players are good enough to win in almost every circumstance. But let's face it, the majors there's a little bit of extra guts. Mm. nerve, savvy, whatever you want to call it, 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 that is required to win a major. And and we've seen one-off major winners, and we've seen great players not win majors. It's just so hard to predict. Yeah, that's for sure. And and McElroy, I would think, I haven't seen the lines for this week, who the betting favorites are, but he's got to be right among them. It's probably Scheffler, Rahm, and McElroy again, I would think. I would think so. And the interesting thing about McElroy, which shows you just how mental this game is, mental and emotional, is so often, 
when it, everything seemed to be lined up for Rory. Like that one time he was number one in the world and playing uh, in North, uh, um, a British Open in Northern Ireland, basically near his home course. And he just played, I, I can't remember what he shot on Thursday, but he basically took himself right out of contention on Thursday, really in the first few holes. So, you know, can he handle his nerves? Is he going to be in the right mindset? If he's in the right mindset, I might say he's the favorite. Yeah, interesting. Uh, looking forward to a great weekend at Hoy Lake uh, coming up this weekend for the for the British Open. Uh, back to baseball a little bit. Uh, the Angels are flagging. It doesn't look as though they're necessarily in contention for a playoff spot. Shohei Otani is on the last year of his contract. Do you think they'll trade him? Yes. Mm. Uh, it makes no sense to keep him and just lose him in free agency. The Angels, they've been bad for a long time. They need, they've proven that one or two great players doesn't elevate you. You need a whole wave of players to elevate you. They need to reset again. And, you know, maybe they can trade Otani for guys who are young major leaguers or on the cusp of being major leaguers. Maybe they have to go deeper in somebody's farm system to get real talent, but they need a reset. That's the logical thing, but Artie Moreno isn't always logical. No, he's not. Uh, and he kind of he spent a lot of crazy money in his time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. If, if I were a Major League Baseball owner, I would have – well, and here's, here's the thing. You can want to keep the player, but if the player isn't going to resign with you and the rest of your team's games this year are meaningless, then it do, just doesn't make any sense to keep them. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can, I mean, I, I, the owner really needs to have a conversation with the agent and the player before the trade deadline. Say, yeah. listen, can we get a deal done? I'll sign you today for ridiculous money if we can get a deal done now, but I can't let you walk away for free in two months. And you know, the, I'm sure the agent would ask for an incredible amount of money, but these are very rich people. Like, you know, I, I don't, I, we we never have complete transparency on their. Uh, their their businesses, how much they can really afford mm-hmm. to spend, but um, but he, Moreno will probably have to overpay to keep him, and I don't know if he's going to do that. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.